Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. It's Tuesday, March 29th. I almost said 30th, but it's the 29th. Um, and the reason I say 30 is because uh, recession talk has started up. Um, and if you remember yesterday, I said I, Steve Leisman put up a chart. They um, looked at the last four, five, six, seven, ten recessions. It was a pretty deep dive that they did. I forget exactly what it was. But when the, um, the two year and the 20, uh, the two year, I'm sorry, the two year and the 20 and the 10 year, um, inverted. It wasn't an immediate recession. It was a 11 to 14 months afterwards that the recession actually happened. Well, yesterday we're starting to see reversions. The five and the 30 inverted. Um, we're waiting for the two and the 20 to invert. Um, the five year did invert the 10 as well. So, uh, bank charts, you know, if we're heading into recession, banking and financials, uh, will not be up. Uh, they're, they're, they're a mess right now, the bank charts. Um, there's no clear direction for the bank charts whatsoever. Uh, so banking was way down. Oil, yesterday we saw SCO way up, posted on Twitter. Uh, SCO was the play. Uh, if we were, are looking at, uh, oh, TrendSpider's asking me to update. So uh, let's look at UCO uh, on our uh, algorithm. And I've been doing some, some scans. By the way, TrendSpider, incredible, incredible scan tool. I, I, I like to look for a MACD cross-up on a four-hour chart. I'm able to do that on TrendSpider. Um, it's giving me all kinds of the, the main ones that uh, yesterday had a cross-up on either the um, morning or the afternoon candle uh, seem to be real estate investments, REITs. I did some, uh, some other ones, but... Uh, nothing came back. So uh, the RSI on UCO is at 42 <clears throat> as of yesterday. Um, you've crossed the 50-day. You are still not a sell on this one because the 9-day is still slightly above the 21-day. Um, that's one of the things on my algorithm. Uh, you had a cross up here and a buy at 166. Right now you're at 149. So you would be holding on for a loss right now at that buy. Um, <clears throat> but again, the, the performance chart on this one is amazing. Uh, in the last thousand candles, you had 20 positions, eight of them for wins, 12 of them for losses, uh, but the average win was 46%. So the average loss uh, was 5%. So you've had much fewer losses. And again, that just goes with a rising, uh, environment, oh, rising oil environment. So it's nothing to do with uh, a magic stock pick, but Essentially, the algorithm looks at that. Um, you do have some, some decline in the, uh, the volume here. When we look at SCO on this, uh, and again, if you're in a rising oil environment, you're declining SCO. So you would have lost 90% on this versus a 97% buy and hold 
on the algorithm. But you did have a trigger yesterday on the uh, SEO at $5.70. Um, the RSI is at 51. My belief is that this continues. Um, today, you're seeing oil down 3%. Uh, the WTI is at 102. The um, ice brand crude is 108, which is the uh, the European model. So you've got quite a bit of, uh, I think, SEO uh, to go. Um, my guess is that this is going to come down to 90. You're seeing uh, China in lockdown, which is going to reduce demand. You're also seeing... Um, uh, Ukraine and Russia in peace talks, which would increase supply per se uh, if if people start buying more Russian oil. And that's a big if because you don't know what's going to happen. Maybe Putin comes back and their constructive talks is how they're displaying it now. But um, again, I, I would say SCO is your play for right now, but I think UCO will come into play um, very soon, uh, you know. Memorial Day is coming up. That's usually the beginning of the heavy drive season. You're right in spring break right now, so demand is rather high. So there's our look at oil. Um, yesterday, GME, GameStop, and AMC just soared. And, and let's take a look at them in um, uh, pre-market. Uh, uh, AMC and GME. AMC is down. Ooh, it's down a dollar. Um, GME is down $4. So they're kind of plateauing a little bit behind. Um, there's just, you know, I don't know what, what these, if you told me GME was up at, at 189, um, when it was 70 last week, um, I'd say you're kind of crazy, but it, it's, it's one of those. Um, I believe that GameStop might be in a short squeeze. At certain time, um, even though they've increased their share count, I don't know that there's a, a lot of those. Um, I, I see it on Twitter a lot, and they just kind of hold these things. And even my cousin, my cousin has a GME, and she's bought it during the hype of last January, and, and has just held it. Hasn't traded it, just held it. Hasn't done anything. I think there's a lot of those folks. And speaking of the buyers and holders, Tesla is way up again. You're at 11.11 right now in pre-market. It closed at 10.91. You were up yesterday. Um, and uh, the filing with the SEC is official. Uh, Tesla will ask the shareholders to approve uh, uh, dilution and uh, more uh, shares so that they can split. Um, and by the way, I stuttered a little bit because I'm reading U.S. stock futures jump um, because, again, Russia has called the, the peace talks constructive. And, and, and just from what I heard, uh, Ukraine has agreed not to do NATO. Um, there is still some talking points about um, Russia taking over those two provinces that they initially had said, and, and those provinces seem to want to get to, uh, to Russia. So. Uh, again, looks like, you know, one of our three catalysts is happening, uh, and it's happening at a time where we're already way up. So you're continuing to see this, this, this rocket move back, um, to where we kind of started at in January. Um, 
But AMC has doubled in two weeks, outpaced the S&P, um, and it's at its almost recent high. So that's a crazy one. Uh, DATS is one that just came up yesterday in the Zip Trader chat. And that one um, started yesterday at about a dollar sixty. Um, yeah, about a dollar seventy. It looks like, yeah, it is now at two dollars and sixty four cents. It closed yesterday at two dollars sixty eight cents. Um, essentially, it's massive hype. There is nothing to this. Uh, this is a trade. They announced that they are now going to do uh, advertising in the metaverse. <clears throat> That's all this company did. They just made an announcement. This is 100% hype. I would not hold on to this. I would trade this one. Absolutely trade this one. Get in, get out. Um, speaking of get in and get out, HYMC, which is the mine that AMC purchased. And by the way, AMC went up just because of hype to the, the Aaron. Um, the, their CEO said... Uh, Hey, this mine company is not the only thing that we're 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 looking at buying. We've got a lot of money, and essentially with that, the stock go, you know AMC goes up because ticket sales and popcorn are not what AMC's values is about. If you were just uh, valuing AMC on tickets and uh, popcorn, there's no way you would buy it right now. So there's there's you know the retail speculation is great. Um, I, I think it's provided them a lot of money. I question whether this mine, Highcroft Mind, um, is actually worth it. But essentially, Zip Trader was, you know, Charlie was saying last night, hey, there's a lot of resources in this mine. And the reason why the, the stock was down so low is because they, can't, they didn't have the capital to mine. Well, now that AFC has all the money, they actually have the resources to mine. So this could be quite a, a, a mover. Um, you're seeing it. It was closed at $2.32 yesterday. It is up um, just over 10% at $2.86 this morning. Um, it got all the way up in pre-market to $3.40. So you've probably got some movement in this one. I, I'm not personally trading it. Um, it's crazy. So uh, futures were up. We're going to receive consumer confidence uh, numbers at 830 and this one will be the first since the Ukraine invasion and high inflation. Uh, and inflation was around, but with uh, the, the February number uh, being so expanded and the March number expected to just be enormous with the rise in oil and energy, uh, this is going to be the, the, the first number that we get. Uh, so uh, European markets all up um, because Putin's talking peace. Uh, one of the big stories yesterday is this, the FedEx CEO stepping down. Uh, ironically, you know, I didn't know this. He was the CEO in 1978 when he actually took the company public. Um, the COO is taking over. The simple as FRX. It, it's assumed that this is good for the company. And I was trying to look at their uh, forward PE versus their competitors. I think they are um, uh, significantly... Uh, undervalued, if you will. Um, uh, Federal Express. Oh, I need to type a little better. Um, but uh, FedEx, FDX, there we go. Um, their, their value, I think their forward PE is 10. And uh, I think UPS is um, 
let me see UPS. Um, their their PE is fourteen, um, and FedEx is um twelve, but their forward PE is significantly lower. And what a lot of people on CNBC were saying was saying we did have a buy on this one at two twelve. It's now at two thirty, um, and it's trading in the market at two thirty seven. So it's up. Uh, when they looked at this company specifically, FedEx um, uh, Freight, and there is significant undervalue in this stock. And the thought is that the new guy coming in is going to be opening up his eyes to the fact that they can raise the share price significantly. You've got all-time highs going back here. The 52-week high is $319. So even if you got this at 237 if you're going back to 319, which is uh, May of last year, uh, and the reason it, it was kind of in a slide ever since then is just because their costs, um, it wasn't a very well-run business. The costs on this thing were just out of control, and that was clear. As UPS was cutting costs, the costs on FedEx was going up. So, um, you know, you had in, in June, it was uh, um, right when they started really the slide, uh, $5.01 sh per share earnings. Then it went to four thirty seven, went up slightly back in December when they reported for the third quarter it was 43. It continued to slide down in the fourth quarter and that was four fifty nine. So um, this new guy coming in uh, it is good for the stock and that's why it's moving up. They think that he's going to extract more value out of the stock. Um, so that's kind of that one. Um, so FedEx I think is on your buy list. Uh, again, I would say anything, anything between 220 and 240 in my mind, if you've got 320 in the bank with this new guy coming in, the RSI right now is at 60. So it's a little bit high. Um, you know, again, you've got some hype of of this new guy coming in. He's not coming in until June 1st. So I, I don't know that you necessarily have to buy this in the next few days. Uh, but you know, the, the the old guy is 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 considerably has held on for quite a long time. Uh there's some legendary stories of this guy being incredibly cheap, but uh, again, he hasn't managed the cost very well. So uh, I, I saw, saw a great stat today, and, and going back to oil, um, did you know the, the average um, uh, gas tax in this country is 49 cents per gallon? That's just the average. We collect $181 million per day, and that was the 2021 stat, um, and that's subsidizing oil and gas companies. Um, you know, uh, Biden's new budget plan, the uh, the Republicans are saying it's dead on arrival because it cuts subsidies to oil and gas. Well, sorry, but <laughs> oil and gas is getting quite a large amount of subsidies from this country. And if, you, if, if you're one of the ones that are bitching at um, Elon Musk for taking uh, subsidies as, as he built Tesla, sorry, but the, the far, oil and gas far outweighs uh, any subsidy given to any electric vehicle at any point in time in this country's history. So um, if you want to try and, you know, move this forward, do you give the incentives to the future or do you give the incentives to the present? There, there's a balancing act there. In my mind, again, a balancing act. But when you're collecting $181 million per day 
and, and I get two flat tires in the past few, uh, few months because of uh, potholes. Come on. Give me a break. Um, so uh, one of the, the big things about going back to work, too, is that we're not going back to work. Obviously, I, I work from home. I trade stocks. That's pretty much my entire job. Um, I am looking for work, but I'm not really looking for work. It, it is what it is. I have companies call me and if, if, if the job fits, I talk to them. Um, but the, the largest commercial space company called Castle, K-A-S-T-L-E, says offices today are 40% full. And it was an interesting look at where they're full. And it, it definitely had a lot to do with where in the country you are. And the, the reaction to COVID, uh, New York, uh, California, significantly fewer um, percentage filled. Uh, Houston, Texas, Florida, significantly larger filled. Um, so, but overall, we're at 40%. Um, that, that is a big one because restaurants, um, uh, you know, cars, um, you know, a- any kind of thing like that. It's kind of, you know, it's hard to fund that if you don't have people that are showing up to work. Um, some of the retailers that I wanted to highlight today, um, SPG, Simon, Simon Property Group. Again, you've got a, a 5% dividend on, this, dividend on this one. This one's consolidating. Uh, the RSI is at 46. Um, you don't have a catalyst per se, uh, but Again, if you're collecting um, 5% dividend and you're looking at this one, let's look at the 52-week high because I'm, I'm sure this one is quite higher. Um, the 52-week high is 171 and you're trading at 131 today, 133 in the pre-market. Uh, there's a significant volume shelf created here in the last 10 days, uh, right about 130. If I look at the one month, um, a- again, is significant volume shelf here at, at 130, uh, between 130 and 131. Um, if you can get it at that price point, collect a 5% dividend, why not? He's, he's going to keep his dividend. Um, Chevron, uh, some of the oil names are up in the pre-market because they were down yesterday. Um, Chevron, you've got it, d- it down again. I think the peace talks are affecting some of these, uh, some of these energy companies. Uh, Chevron closed at 166, trading at 163. Exxon trading at uh, closed at 82, uh, uh, opening up about 81. Uh, Occidental um, closed at 56, opening up at about 55. Devon Energy um, they uh, closed at 60, uh, opening up at 59. Remember, I told you if you can get Devon uh, below, uh, when's their dividend payout? Um, I think we passed it, but let me just check. Their dividend date is, yeah, we passed it. It is March 11th, but they pay a 6% dividend. Grab this one under 60. 52-week high is 63. Um, And that was just reached uh, March 23rd. So uh, you've got quite a few, uh, few, uh, few options in the energy space. I think Devin is still your best bet. PayPal is one that a lot of people are buying. We had an entry on March 9th with a MACD crossover at 99. Uh, it does look like it's, it's kind of settling down. The RSI um, back on uh, March 18th hit 
72 and it's scaled back a little bit. It's down at 60 now. Um, but PayPal is one that's kind of, there's a gap here between 139 and 171, which I fully expect at some point to be filled by the end of the year. Um, again, if you're trading the trend, the 200 day is down, but the 50 day is starting to move positive. Um, so that could be a, an indication. A lot of people are saying, hey, this is unnecessarily beaten down. Venmo is something that everybody's used to dealing with. Um, that's PayPal product. So uh, I do. you've had this slide since August on this one. And I believe this was right about when they said, hey, we're going to buy Pinterest. And nobody understood that purchase. Nobody understood what they were doing. So um, PayPal. Uh, that's on my buy list because I think my average purchase price is somewhere near about 190 or so. So I've got to start bringing that down. Um, some of the, oh, if you haven't noticed, um, crypto moving again. So, uh, ETHE is up 1.75%. Um, GBTC is up just about half a percent. But uh, Bitcoin crossed um, the uh, the uh, 47,000 mark, I believe. Um, so arcs are up 1%. I missed that boat sold out of my arcs. <clears throat> I'm typically buying the other ones that, uh, I look at her buys at, at in the afternoon and then look, um, buy them afterwards. Uh, square is up two and a half percent. Um, in the pre-market PayPal is up 1%. <clears throat> so you do have some opportunities. I don't seem to think you Vixie and X Vixie are plays. Um, one of the things that, that I did bring up a couple of episodes before was TQQQ. And this is a triple levered QQQ ETF. And essentially, it looks like back in the middle of March, when I really started looking at this, this was at 40. Today, it's at 61. Um, that's quite a move on a triple Q uh, percentage. So but they do use options. They, they basically get in and out with options and puts and calls to uh, triple lever this one. There's a significant volume here at between 44 and 45. Um, the volume line that's really kind of trending up is 51 to 52. Uh, up here, you do have some volume, but it's not significant. Let's see where we are in Trend Spider as far as the triple Qs. Um, we had a buy in there at March 17th. I think I, I mentioned this one at 45. Um, I personally did not buy it. This one is uh, oversold. It's at 67 on the RSI. Uh, looks like you're going to get a, a MACD cross down, but the 200 day looks like it's moving positive. Um, if I move this to a daily, uh, and we look at that one, the 200 day is flat. Uh, the volume has picked up, so that's good. The RSI um, on a daily as of yesterday was at 60, and the MACD is not quite crossing down, but it may very well cross down. You may be able to play this one a little bit, but I think at some point this pulls back. Um, you know, again, you got to pull back on some of these, um, some of these high flyers. Uh, GOGL, let's look at. Um, uh, DAC, because that was one that was flying yesterday with the uh, Zim. So DAC <clears throat> looks like it crossed under, but the nine day wasn't under. It's it's moving up again. 
Um, let's see. We'll look at it in the Active Trader Pro a little bit easier. So we closed at 105. Um, looks like we might wind up moving upwards. Um, yesterday we opened up at about 102, so you had about a 2-3% move. Um, but there are significant volumes here at 104, 105. If we're looking at a one month, you do have a significant volume here at 104. Um, so if you do open up at about 104, 103, I, I don't think that that's a bad price to get in at. When I look at uh, um, the manual chart, let's pull it back. Um, you do still have significant volume here at 72 or so. But as this volume starts to pick up on the upper upper range, um, you start to get look at, hey, maybe it's not that big of a deal. But the 50-day, the 200-day, everything is moving forward um, and, and up. Uh, let's look at Zim real quick, and then I want to look at Snowflake. Um, but Zim is one. Again, this one had a seventeen per, $17 special dividend and it dipped down after that dividend because the dividend payment is taken out, but it, it's up. And I think in pre-market this morning, it's in, uh, it's red or that's the afternoon candle. Sorry. That's the afternoon candle. We did get out of this one with a 5% gain. Uh, it was a buy at $70 on March 3rd, a sell on March 24th for a 5.87% gain, uh, at about 72. Uh, we haven't gotten entered back in because the MACD is still going down. Uh, but with yesterday's move, um, I would expect that MACD to start crossing up a little bit. When I look at the five-day on this one, um, within Active Trader Pro, you're, again, you're closed at about 72, um, 72.34. You're going to open up about 73, so it's, it's moved up slightly. Um, yesterday you opened up at about 69 and you went all the way to 70, uh, 73. You closed near that yesterday's, uh, range was 73.96 was the high and you closed to 72.34. So you're not quite, uh, opening up at yesterday's high, but you're opening up the 52 week high is 91.23. Um, but again, that 91.23 included a $17 dividend. So if you add 17 to, uh, 72, um, what are you at? 89. So you're under where you actually closed at right before the dividend um, was paid. So uh, essentially, this is one that I'm still watching. I still think there's opportunity. Um, but let's look at Snowflake. Uh, that is one that has been on the rise. I purchased this one around, uh, I think, 180. It's at 240 right now. Um, Snowflake, after their earnings, they kind of uh, got pummeled in their earnings, uh, and we had a buy here on March nineteenth, March sixteenth, which was when I bought it at about one eighty four. Um, I think that's about the price that I got in. Honestly, um, I think it was one eighty six, one eighty seven, somewhere in that neighborhood. You've got a gap here that it's trying to fill between two thirty five and two sixty. In my mind, we're completely set up to fill that gap. Um, I believe that we go to 260. Um, I will probably start to sell at around 260. There are volume shelves here um, between 232 and 261. 
So the volume will have to pick up, but you're right at support here, right at 231, 232 um, for a volume shelf. And, and that volume shelf is significant. Uh, if we go down below that, there's not much volume to, to support it. So um, the volume has been picking up in this one. I believe that it's still a great buy, even at this 230 price. If you want to um, just hold out, hope that it goes down to 220 or so, uh, I, I don't think you'd be hurt by that one, but from everything that I see, you know, again, yesterday you were at 220, uh, 237 to 260. In my mind, I think this one runs all the way to 260, uh, fill in that gap. If I look at a daily uh, on this one, um, let's just take a look. Yeah, the gap on the daily is from 233 to 247, so it's slightly lower than the gap on the four-hour chart that I use for my algorithm. But that volume shelf here right between 237 and 232, significant. Significant support right there. Um, I do think that that's, that's kind of where it's got the support and it's got the legs to move long uh, up higher. You did have the death cross here on the daily on March 1st. Um, I did take the chance of buying it just because I believe in their model. Uh, I believe in their CEO. Uh, the 200-day is moving slightly negative, but you've got a 52-week high on this one of 405. If you got 400 in this one and you buy it under 200, that's a 100% move. In my mind, that's a great opportunity. Play the options on this one. I don't know how you play options, but you could play the options on this one. Um, AMD is moving up 2%. It's at 122. Let's take a look at this one because I think we were in this one. Yeah, we had a buy here at 109, uh, March 15th, and we've enjoyed that run up, and it doesn't look like it's going to stop. Uh, the 50-day is moving positive. The 200-day never really got negative. Um, it pretty much flattened out here, but it's still in the, the upward movement. Um, ironically, on the daily, you do have the 50-day crossing under the 200-day uh, yesterday, or I'm sorry, March 25th. So uh, that was last week. Yeah, March 25th. Um, so you've got opportunities here. Uh, I think there's quite a bit of opportunity, um, which was Friday. March 25th was Friday. So um, good luck in trading. Uh, again, it's going to be interesting to see the uh, CPI numbers. They come out in a few minutes. I am going to be watching. Um, and. Futures are up because of the Ukrainian talks. Let's hope there's peace. Take care. Happy trading. Have fun.